Welcome to another episode of Crypto Riot, the show that takes the magic and mystery out of cryptocurrencies and amateur investing. I'm your host, David Hay, and in today's episode, we're going to take a look at the Steam platform. Now, the reason that I wanted to take a look at the Steam platform is that I've heard a lot of people, especially online, misrepresent what Steam is and how the Steam platform works. So I want to address some key fundamental points because Steam and Steamit are really revolutionary blockchain technologies. In fact, they're one of the first examples that I can clearly point to and say, hey, here's a blockchain technology that you don't even know you're using a blockchain. And when you look at how the three different cryptocurrencies are set up, and that's Steam Power, Steam Dollars, and then the Steam It cryptocurrency, they each serve a unique purpose. So if you want to get a better understanding, if you want to be uh, an investor or if you want to even be a contributor, I think that it's really important that you understand the three different cryptocurrencies, how they all fit together and the unique value proposition that Steemit offers. But imagine I'm holding a giant ball of knowledge that I'm about to... First of all, I want to say that I'm really sorry to anybody that lost money in BitConnect. I did absolutely everything that I could in my mind to warn everybody. Uh, I was posting videos back in August. I posted another video last month. Uh, I really don't want to see anybody lose money in the cryptocurrency space. I really believe in this blockchain technology. I, I think it's a better way of doing business. So I think that if you're a serious investor and if you're looking at this technology and evaluating each project for what it is, uh, I think you should be excited to be in the space. I'm really excited to be in the space. I'm not a financial advisor. Uh, I don't try to represent myself as being a financial advisor and I definitely uh, don't wanna be giving financial advice. The whole purpose of my channel is to basically let you into my thought process. I show you what I do with my own money. So when I'm talking about technologies, when you've seen me transfer money between wallets in the past, this isn't like fake money, it's not sponsored money. This is my money that I'm moving around. Uh, the spreadsheets that I show you, for example, are my spreadsheets that I'm using to track my investments. Uh, one thing I did wanna to touch on really quick is I know there's been a lot of people freaking out about the market because it hasn't gone to the moon in the last week. If you want to be a serious investor, you have to treat this like a serious investment. So if you think you can just come into a pump and dump, uh, put some money in and just double it overnight, and you think realistically like that's gonna be okay over the next year, I, I wish you the best of luck, just like I wished everybody that invested in BitConnect the best of luck. I, I said, you know, I hope there's a trading bot. I hope we don't lose $1.5 billion in a single day. Uh, I hope that I'm wrong and that everybody control me. I personally offered a $1,000 bounty of my own money to go and basically disprove that that existed. So. You know, the reason I do that and the reason I bring this up is to say that I am passionate about this community. I am passionate about the technology. I want to share my enthusiasm. I don't want to be the one that's spreading fear and doubt. So it's for those reasons that I love covering the technology. I want to talk about the real projects. I don't want to talk about this pump and dump rubbish. I don't want to talk about, hey, what, what's going to go up 15% tomorrow? No, I want to go back. I want to look at the fundamentals. One of the coolest blockchain projects that I think everybody can get involved in right now, especially because it doesn't cost any money, is the Steam platform. And the Steam platform is a little bit like Facebook and Reddit combined. So it's a social media platform. Uh, it doesn't have a ton of features right now. It's integrating them. So for example, DTube is uh, basically the blockchain version of YouTube. But the key feature of this platform is that when you're using it, there are no ads. It's 
sort of like going back in time on the internet for 15 years before we got jammed with retargeting ads before ads actually took two-thirds of the screen and we had to like click through three pop-ups to get what we needed uh, i really am enjoying being part of the steam community uh, mainly because now i'm figuring out ways where we can contribute content we can contribute ideas and we don't have to rely on the advertising revenue. If you didn't have to watch those 30 seconds of BitConnect ads, if you don't have to watch Ty Lopez talk about his Lamborghinis and Ferraris every time you wanna watch my video, and again, my videos are just here to spread knowledge, um, it's cool because Steemit here is now offering a platform where maybe one day it's gonna be a lot more feasible for great content creators to focus their time um, not on advertising revenue, not on these other streams, but actually focus on making great content. So I'll just give you a quick walkthrough of my portfolio here. And you can see that I basically I keep a blog and this is uh, a lot of my YouTube videos that I'm posting here. But in addition to this now, I'm actually also posting content. So uh, I'm not just posting the YouTube video, I'm actually trying to expand on these concepts and I'm trying to add more value here. And one day in the future, especially if this is a viable business opportunity, uh, I'd actually like to re uh, produce some of my content, uh, release it on Steam at first, and then a couple days later release it on YouTube as just a way to say thank you and a way to believe in this technology and then promote it and, and basically give the average viewer more value. So here's an example of a video that I made about the best cryptocurrencies that I like. And you can see that uh, I've actually, I'm working with a couple writers here and they basically go up and follow up on the videos that I'm making. So here they're, they're linking to the different cryptocurrencies, they're showing the relevant charts. So if you are watching this video, here's a lot of supporting information. And again, we have this excellent community and comments section here. So as this community grows bigger and more people talk and there's a conversation, uh, we can move this away from YouTube, we can move it onto Steemit. And I don't know if you noticed, but one of the cool features here is you don't see any ads. Um, if you run the videos through DTube, there's no uh, ads on DTube. And instead of me relying on the advertising revenue, I actually get a portion of the network uh, profit. So a lot of people have asked me, how does Steemit make money? And this is a really important part to understand because uh, the more you understand how Steemit works, the more you understand how BitShares works, um, the more you're probably gonna understand how EOS works. And the reason I say that is Dan Larimer founded BitShares. He used a lot of the concepts that they used in BitShares, which is a decentralized exchange, to build the Steemit platform. Dan Larimer is now working on the EOS platform, which is going to be a rival to Ethereum and Cardano. So the reason that I like this technology is because it shows uh, so many different concepts at the same time. So the way that uh, Steemit makes money is basically they print it. Um, so imagine you're a government and every year we know we have inflation, so we have a Federal Reserve Bank, they print more money into the system, they distribute that, uh, and then that, uh, as it enters in circulation, causes the inflation. So what happens with Steemit is the cryptocurrency, value, uh, the cryptocurrency doubles every year. So here we have the market cap and you can see that the circulating supply is 250 million Steam. So that means uh, almost double that will be introduced next year. And so that should uh, cause inflation, that should actually cause the price of the cryptocurrency to go down. But it's not that simple because if you look at any growing company, uh, the value is in the market share. So if you're, I can make different business cases about why uh, it's not a problem that Steam is introducing so many new tokens because every business model, um, you're gonna have to do this one way or another. You could do a stock split, 
Um, you can do uh, the distribution of profits. You can do a dividend. There's a lot of different ways that you can pay people to use a platform. And then this is sort of novel. So everybody uh, that's investing in Steam, especially if you just invest in the Steam dollars, is basically making a bet that the exponential growth of Steam will keep ahead of the increasing supply. So if I'm looking at this, for example, and I compare it to Bitcoin, Bitcoin's completely different. Bitcoin might now, right now might have 18 million tokens. Uh, there's only 500,000 more coming in circulation through mining over the next uh, 12 months. And that number drops lower and lower and lower as the difficulty increases. So with Bitcoin, you have almost the exact same number of circulating supply today as you're going to have next year. Whereas Steemit, your circulating supply is almost going to double. So on the surface, Steemit's going to have to grow much faster as a technology than uh, Bitcoin is just to keep up with its own inflation. And as all these new cryptocurrency uh, Steam tokens are being produced, they're getting distributed to the content producers. So if you scroll down here on my uh, content, you can see that this post made 31 cents. And if you're making comments, anybody that's contributing to the network based on an algorithm uh, is rewarded for it. So the bigger the Steam network becomes, the better the contributors will get paid. Obviously, if people like me are getting paid to provide information on this network, especially if it's not with, uh, not needed, especially if I'm not relying on advertising revenue and other people aren't relies, re relying on advertising revenue, now they're just focusing on making the best content. So now this covers the Steam platform. So anytime you wanted to, uh, for example, trade, you're going to do that on Steam. And then if you're trading in Steam, you can go over to the markets here and you can see that it's on Bittrex, Poloniex and all the major players. Now, what's interesting is there's a, a fundamental problem with Steam in that it's an inflationary currency and that might work for some people, but it might not work for others. So in addition to Steam, they have Steam Dollars. And Steam Dollars is supposed to work uh, in a way that provides a stable cryptocurrency. And it's sort of funny for me because when I'm looking through all the original white papers, when I'm looking through all the original documentation and the design, the price of Steam, a Steam Dollar is supposed to always equal one USD. And here we are looking at it and it's $6.61. So I've read a lot of different conflicting uh, reports on what this is. And to explain how a Steam Dollar works, I think um, it's easier just for you to watch this one or two minute video that explains what a BitUSD is because BitShares and BitUSD work on a very similar concept to Steam and uh, Steam Dollars. Right now, a BitShare is worth about 0.4 cents each. And similarly, the BitShares can be prone to earthquakes. The BitShares price might go all the way up to $1 per BitShare it could go all the way down to 0.1 cents per bit share. And that's not a limit either. It could go way higher than that, or it could go way lower than that. So bit shares is still at the mercy of the market because its value is determined by its direct relationship with the US dollar. And nothing, nothing in economics ever has a singular value. It only has value in relation to whatever it is you're exchanging it for. So if I've got a $1 bill, I can either exchange that for a big pile of jelly beans and it looks like I've got a lot of value. Or if I try and exchange that $1 bill for a car, well, I'll only get a fraction of a car, if you know what I mean. Whereas I might be able to exchange one single bar of gold for a car. So it depends what you're exchanging it for. The bit asset that we all know and love is the bit USD. And we always want this to be worth a dollar, no matter what. So how we do this. 
So say this is the land that I'm going to build my BitUSD on, and I need my Slinky to insulate it against the fluctuations in, in price or the earthquakes. Now a BitUSD is just a collection of bit shares underneath. So what we need to do is work out what a bit share is worth. And right now, a single bit share is worth 0.4 cents. So we would need 250 bit shares and put them all in a pile, and then that pile will be worth a dollar. So we take those 250 bit shares that are each worth 0.4 cents each, and we put them in this big box. So there they all are, 250 bit shares, 0.4 cents each, and then we close the box and we say, the contents of that box is worth a dollar. And then we call that box a bit USD. So we just say to the market, I'll guarantee you that the contents of that box is worth $1. And at any time you can open up the box, count 250 bit shares, each one of them is worth 0.4 cents each, and you'll be happy that the contents of the box is in fact worth $1. But instead of carrying around 250 bit shares, you just carry around one bit USD. Okay, now let's say at a later date, there's our bit USD and there's our box and there's the slinky. Let's say we want to make sure that this bit USD is still worth $1. Well, same process. We find out what the value of a bit share is, a single bit share. And let's say in this example that a bit share has gone up in value by say 50%. So instead of being worth 0.4 cents each, it's now worth 0.6 cents each. That means we only need a pile of 167 bit shares in order for that pile to be worth a dollar. So we take those 167 bit shares, each of them worth 0.6 cents each, and we put them in the box. So there we go, 167 bit shares, each worth 0.6 cents each, that box is worth a dollar. So we close the box up and we call it a bit USD and we say, I guarantee you the contents of that box is worth one dollar. And any time you can open it up, you say, okay, there's 167 bit shares in there and I know each bit share is worth 0.6 cents. So I'm happy that that box is worth a bit USD. So once you watch the video, you understand that basically the reason Steam dollars have increased is because we've just seen such an exponential increase in the value of Steam. And so even though one Steam dollar should always equal one US dollar, just because of the exponential growth and because the fact that there's a limited um, supply of new Steam coming on the market, it's driven this price up. So it's funny in the world of cryptocurrency, you hope things are gonna work, you set things up, you, they did it right in the white paper. They have financial control mechanisms in there that were supposed to regulate uh, Steam so it would always be $1. Those price mechanisms were just exceeded and now we're creating a situation where one Steam dollar equals $6.61. Now here's an example with BitUSD, which was the example used in the video. But again, one bit share is supposed to always equal $1. Here it is at $1.07, uh, but it's really bounced around. At one point, I think it was down to 75 cents. At one point, it shot up to $1.20. So here are these cryptocurrency mechanisms that are trying to provide stability, and I really like them. It's not so much that they're um, not working, they're working better than the other mechanisms. They're definitely providing a little bit more price um, stability. But what I am trying to say is that while a lot of people are speculating on cryptocurrency, some people actually want to use it as a store of value. 
Uh, some people want actually stability. They don't want this crazy upside the same way they don't want the crazy downside. So Steam Dollars, BitUSD were both um, created to combat that. You can see that Steam Dollars now, just because of the, the rapid growth of the Steam platform, is still trading high. Um, but the idea behind Steam Dollars is that they're not hit with the same level of inflation. 100% inflation on Steam, uh, you're not going to have that same level of inflation on Steam Dollars because Steam Dollars is actually getting paid an interest rate. They went over that a little bit in the video. Um, so if you were uh, an investor and you didn't want the upside as much, you weren't as worried about the upside as you were protecting your investment and being involved in the Steam platform, the Steam Dollars is a better choice. Now, just to make things confusing even more, I wanted to go to my wallet and I basically wanted to do a quick touch on Steam Power. So if you go to the rewards section here, uh, it'll actually tell you that you're getting paid in Steam Power. Now, the reason that Steam Power exists is because basically we want people to be part of the network. So originally, if you had Steam Power, that gave you more voting power, it gave you more comment power, um, it basically made you more important on the network. And that's really good if you're trying to curate and if you're trying to be involved in this community. The catch with Steam Power is if you went to withdraw it, it took two years to withdraw. Now they've changed that a little bit. So now Steam Power, I think, takes uh, 12 weeks, three months to withdraw. But it basically means that if you are uh, keeping Steam Power, it means that you believe in this platform. It means that you want to participate in the community and you basically uh, forego your right to just sell all of your Steam uh, at any given time. So even if I wanted to exit the Steam platform right now, it would take me three months to slowly convert my Steam power into Steam, uh, and then that that's how I would be able to sell that on the open market using Bittrex, Poloniex, or anything that we've talked. So the reason that I bring this up is that that's how the whole financial mechanisms work. So the more you believe, the more you want to participate in this uh, network, the more you can have invested. If you were trying to just pull the money out, you can do that. That's not uh, going to come at a huge penalty to you. It's not like you can't post new content. It's just, for example, when you upvote something uh, on the main page, when you comment, your comments aren't going to be taken nearly as seriously. They're not going to have the same value. Steemit is not a perfect platform. It's definitely a step in the right direction. And I did want to point out a few small problems. So you, here's an example of a user that just goes around and basically reposts videos that I put on YouTube. So he's not me, um, but people think uh, he is me. So now when they come down to the comments, they're actually trying to interact with this person like they think that they're David Hay. And what's more interesting is because he does this frequently, he's actually getting paid more money. So he's getting paid $2.98 for posting this video about me. Uh, whereas if I go to my channel and the exact same videos on here, um, you'll see that I'm getting paid four cents. So he's getting paid $2.98, I'm getting paid four cents. Now, the reason for that is uh, partly due because I don't have a huge reputation. So I'm just starting to post new content on there, but I only have 179 followers and 70, 100, I'm following 127 people. But if you go to this guy's profile, um, you can see he has 4,492 followers um, and he's much more active because he's going out and reposting these videos. And he's making money because he's got a referral link to KuCoin and Binance. Uh, and so he's basically found this financial reward mechanism that lets him go and repost everybody's content. So that's not really, I guess, in the 
general scheme of things, how Steemit's supposed to work. I think Steemit's supposed to have uh, more content creators on here. Um, but again, any of these blockchain technologies, how they're supposed to work and how they do work aren't always the same thing. So, you know, if the value is being added by this person going and, and going through YouTube and reposting it, that's fine. Eventually, I think that the intention would be that the original uh, content creators have more say. Uh, and so they'll become more popular over time. This person won't become as popular. And maybe six months from now when I post my videos, it will be... Uh, it'll gain a lot more traction on Steemit. Um, another problem that you'll probably notice when you're going through Steemit is when you actually look at the comments and you actually look at the user interaction, uh, it's actually very lopsided. So because there's all these power users and because of the distribution of wealth, and this is the same in just, I guess, society in general, it seems like only a few people have a valid opinion or only people have a high ranking opinion and then everybody else that comments or everybody else that participates um, is then has something that's almost a zero value. So here's, we're looking at Heidi's video. Um, she has $67 on this post and great information down here. But the point that I was trying to make is that some people will comment and have a huge value. Other people comment and have no value. That's based on their participation of the network. So I don't want to criticize the algorithm as I just want to make an observation and say, hey, isn't it interesting that we're creating this blockchain technology it's supposed to be a lot more distributed, and yet here um, one upvote might have generated $63, and the rest of the user interaction might have interacted, you know, might have generated 10 cents um, worth of interaction. So again, I don't want to be too critical because I don't have a better system, and this is definitely a lot nicer than Facebook. I mean, just look at how um, on these posts they're actually full with real, they're full of real information. They're not full of sponsorships. They're not full of uh, of advertising. They're just super efficient um, and they're just way easier to read. So in that sense, I, I do like this much more. So guys, I know there's a lot of new concepts there and there are a lot of things that aren't easy to understand, but I hope that you're excited about this Steamer platform. It's 100% free, so I'm gonna include the link below. Uh, you can sign up for your account. Now, if you wanna get involved in the Steam platform, like I said, there are a few different options. If you just wanna speculate on the price, uh, then you wanna buy the Steam coin that obviously comes with the disadvantage of the inflation that we talked about. If you want to be active in the Steam community, now keep in mind that over the next year, as people generate content, there's going to be a huge bounty to create this content that people actually want to read. Now, if you go to Reddit, you'll see how effective this user voting system can be. And if you've been a member of Steamit, you'll see how much better the content has been getting over the, the past few months. So if you want to join the community, uh, and you start generating the content, then you're gonna to wanna to keep your investment in Steam Power because that's gonna give you more voting rights, that's going to uh, allow you to participate uh, and actually have a lot more value in your conversation. And then finally, if you want to be involved in a cryptocurrency uh, like Steemit, but you want a more secure investment, then in that case, uh, the best option would be to look at the Steam dollars. So guys, I understand they're not easy concepts to grasp. Thanks for hanging in there. Be sure to follow me on Steam. I'm gonna include the links below. So until next time, I'll talk to you later.